Hey there, my name is David Kozlowski and you're listening to the Peru Travel Podcast, a show where we talk all about Peru travel. Between my co-host Kevin Girl and myself, we have over six years of working experience in the Peru travel industry. We've developed a business called Kachi Life that helps push the limits of sustainable tourism and provides help and support to those surrounding communities that otherwise don't benefit from the travel industry. We are Kachi Life and this is the Peru Travel Podcast. Today, we've got a pretty interesting show. We've actually been getting a ton of emails from everyone listening, uh, some that we really can't answer about like credit card payments and how they, they're having trouble buying their Machu Picchu tickets. We've also gotten some great uh, great questions from specific people, and we're going to go ahead and answer those today on the show. Uh, so I guess we're going to call it like the mailbag, even though there's really no bag of mail because we're in 2019 everything's via email, but... Um, Kevin's here. He's been had a conversation. You want to give a quick little update as to who you talked with and kind of what's going on? Yeah. So we uh, we got uh, a lady by the name of uh, Laura Hoffman. She reached out to us. Uh, she has a pretty cool podcast called uh, The Midlife Traveler. Um, she's been to over 40 different countries. And kind of what she does is when she travels around, uh, just kind of reads the court's podcasts about the places that she travels to. So um, she reached out and she wanted to uh, collaborate with us about about Peru. So uh, answered some of her questions last week and actually set her up with uh, David and Peru to, to record a little bit about about his life story. That's awesome. Yeah. You seem a little bit quieter than me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, we'll have to fix that in post. <laughs> I was looking at the levels like, man, this is not good. Um, yeah. And, and I got to say, like somebody, she spent some time doing like a SoundCloud thing, sent us the questions. It was really cool and uh, really awesome to, she like spent the time to send us something that was really high quality. Did you want to do like a, an, an update first? Did you want to yeah, go right into it? or Let's, let's uh, talk what we got coming up. So... Right now, we're doing a big push on content for Inca Trail, just mm-hmm. everything Inca Trail. We got a pretty cool map that we're going to be coming out with, yep. uh, with the elevation profile and and basically the sites that you're seeing on Inca Trail, where you're going to. Uh, additionally, a lot of different blog posts on uh, like comprehensive guide, like packing lists, mm-hmm. if you're going on the Inca Trail or um, you know, what to bring, what the weather's like, basically anything. Yeah. It's going to be great. And on top of that, we've got, uh, as we're always putting out content, obviously keep feeding us the questions. It helps us kind of establish like what we want to put out. Some of the things, like I said, we can't answer, right? We don't work for the Peruvian government. So if you're reaching out to us about credit card stuff, why your credit card's not working, you're probably gonna be a better judge of that than we are. We're happy to answer, but really we're here to take off the legwork for you in booking trips. So if you want to book a Machu Picchu trip, you know, we're going to take the legwork off and we're going to take care of the payment for you. Uh, that being said, another tidbit that I want to throw out there is if we can, we'd be getting a lot of these questions and I know you're starting to push it out, but if you're listening to the podcast, if you can take a quick second to give us a five star little bit review on what you like about it. Um, just keep us uh, in the loop as to as to how we're doing. We always appreciate that. Yeah, and and uh, you know if you leave a nice review, we'll we'll definitely read it on here and and feature you a little bit. That's right. There's the love right there. We're gonna get some love, <laughs> all the feels on this podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go ahead and hop into the first question. So, uh, what do we got, Kev? Do you know what off the top of your head? So one of the first uh, questions that that Laura had for us was uh, the situation on Uber versus taxi. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's worth which one's better to do. Sure. Yeah, and I think this one's kind of like a little bit controversial to a degree because when we went to Peru, we took a taxi. Both times that we've gone, we've taken taxis at first right out the airport, and we got. Um, 
kind of screwed over yeah. <laughs> each time. <laughs> the The payments were pretty high. Uh, they like fifty dollars roughly, which yeah, is not so, right. Yeah, the fifty dollars. Uh, we were going to Miraflores and from the airport, and mm-hmm. typically it should be somewhere around fifty soles. Yeah. So, so you know, you know, they see a, a, tr- a tourist coming up. And yeah. N- knowing that you're not going to really know the prices that should be. Right. So, and then on top of that, we also talked to the local server at a tapas restaurant that we went to, and he was like, "Oh, I'll take Uber, but do Uber Black because, and that's going to be like your typical car in the states or Europe. Uh, Uber Black's kind of like your, I don't know what, like a Hyundai Sonata maybe. Whereas like Uber is like. The Crown Vic that got beat up and smoke is flying inside the car. In case anybody listening, I used to drive a Crown Vic and it was like a Cheech and Chong episode, but there was so much smoke bellowing in the car. I finally had to just kick it to the curb. So um, it's a, it's not a very nice car, which, you know, we did Uber Black. Uh, we never ran into any issues. I personally, we, we took it a lot of places and uh, the only issue we ran into is we accidentally had the wrong location and we went to the wrong restaurant, which really wasn't the driver's fault. However, Kevin did some research and you've heard of some issues with Uber. Yeah, there's a few different issues. So um, there's there's a couple of different scams out there and, and honestly, you could probably do this in the US too. But uh, so one of the scams is, you know, you call for your Uber and uh, they come to pick you up. They pick you up, put you in the car, but they turn their, their Uber ride off while you're in the car. So Uber's not tracking it. You know, they don't, they don't, uh, nothing's through Uber. And as you're going, you don't realize that the Uber is turned off. So what happens is you get to your, your, your destination and, you know, the Uber's turned off. The driver wants payment. And they'll, you know, just try to charge a super exorbitant price. Yeah, that's a big word. <laughs> exorbitant. Exorbitant. Yeah. Um, you got a, you got a definition? Is that large? Very, very large. Very large. All right. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing, though. Too when we before we went to Peru the first time, we read all these different books. Uh, Kevin actually read a lot of books or read one book in particular. But we read blog posts that were saying like, you know, taking taxis. It's been known that somebody can come up to your window, bash the window, and take your purse or your bag. So don't keep your bag in the back seat with you. But you want to know what? I feel like you're going to hear those stories in New York. Like I feel like you're going to hear those stories in any city. To be honest, like it's kind of I, I don't know if it's prevalent. We never ran into it. And, uh, like if anything, we look like a minority in Peru. Like it's not like we stand out like travelers. So people would know to probably try to take advantage of us. That being said, some people would say that we're men. So, you know, there's, there's all these different political, socially acceptable ways of saying this. But at the end of the day, we never ran into any problems. That doesn't mean that you won't run into a problem, but I'm going to put the stamp of approval. If I'm going to pick anything, I'll pick an Uber because the taxi cabs were really expensive and it's because they got to pick their own price. Exactly. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. They can pick their price. And with Uber, if you know where you're going, Uber price, it's selling you right up front what it's going to be. Right. And there's a GPS, obviously, that's connected to it. So you just if you know the address, type it in, you should be good to go. And here's the thing. To, to kind of prevent that scam, keep your Uber uh, app open. It'll tell you if the, if the ride's currently going. Uber Tips by Kevin Grow. <laughs> Kevin Grow, if anybody wants to know, like is like the tech junkie of the world. He's always reading blog posts. He's like an information maniac. So if anybody knows anything, I feel like it's him. He's just always like, yeah, did you know that you can get Netflix for free with such and such? And I'm like, wait, what? You can get a free Spotify account too. I'm like, what is going on? How do you know this stuff? Man, life hacker, bro. Life hacker. He's pulling the plugs out. Yep. Great plug. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. What do we got next? Uh, I believe the next one was about the currency, whether you should carry uh, switch to uh, Soles or if you should use uh, U.S. dollars. 
I think we might have a different opinion on this, but what's your opinion? You go first. So I, I like using credit cards. Yeah. I don't really like, I don't, I don't like cash. Um, however, we've traveled with plenty of friends who we went, we just went to Iceland and our buddy Chris was like, I'm taking, you want to get down, buddy? I got a dog here who's freaking out. Um, we had a buddy Chris who was just like all about the cash. Like he wanted his cash and I don't know. Like I'm, I like credit cards. I hate having cash on me. I yep. just put the credit card on. There's a foreign transaction fee on some, but if you use Chase Sapphire Preferred is what our reserve, excuse me, is what I use. You use Chase Sapphire Reserve and Preferred. You don't get that foreign transaction fee. And at the same time, it's a, it's a great exchange rate. So I don't know. I'm not a big cash guy. However, there are some instances where you need cash tipping. Uh, there is an instance where you need cash for if you're working with another, some companies require you to pay 50% upfront via electronic through PayPal. And then some make you pay cash when you get down to Peru. We have our stip, uh, we have our suspicions as to why they do that, but we won't get into it on this show. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so you might need cash in some instances, but we never really ran into that. And go ahead and give me your opinion if you disagree or disagree, but I got to point out one thing about that cash issue. Um, so basically I, for the most part, agree with David, uh, use credit cards. I mean, almost everywhere takes credit cards. You know, mm-hmm. you go to a restaurant, they're probably going to take a credit card. Uh, you're going to get a pretty good exchange rate. Right. Um, on top of that, if you're going to be using cash and, and I probably recommend carrying some cash because like you said, there's going to be instances you need it. Uh, I think you want to change the souls or yeah, souls. of course. Um, just because, uh, you know, just it's, it's just easier for everyone. You know, right. If you got U.S. dollars and you're at a restaurant and you're trying to figure out the tip or the payments and, I mean, you're trying to do the math in your head for yourself in addition to your, your server. I mean, it's just it makes it so much harder. Just just get solos. Yeah. And I think on top of that, too, just so you know, if you are with a company or booked with a company that requires you to pay money when you get down to Peru, get the cash before you go. Because we were we had a mistake where we were in Cusco. We might have talked about this before. We were literally running from ATM to ATM to ATM because we were hitting their max of what you could pull out. There's three of us and we're like maxing it out. Oh, can't pull out any more money. Can't pull out any more money. We're like, what the heck is going on? And the ATM just went spoot it out, shoot it out, spoot it out. It's newer. <laughs> they went shoot it out because of whatever reason with their max capabilities. So uh, get the money ahead of time. Right. And that's I mean, what I said. And it was, uh, it, that was pretty stressful. I mean, we were, we were pulling cash out of the ATMs so we could pay for, uh, the second payment on our Inca trail. And yeah. We honestly thought we weren't going to be able to go. Yeah. I remember you saying, Kevin, you just go. I mean, that's, that's, you're all about backpacking. I mean, mm. I mean, we'll stay behind and, you know, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it can be stressful. It's super stressful. That's why we just do one payment up front. Uh, we, you know, payment plan, whatever, but like we do one thing, all electronical, we're going to bite the bullet on transfer fees and all that stuff just because it makes it just so much easier for our travelers. Exactly. Um, all right. couple suggestions for Lima. Um, Does this just food activities? Like anything, what, anything. She's so anything. Lima's known. We've never done this, but Lima's known for like, was it, it's not parasailing, is it? Yeah, there's a, there's a pretty good parasailing okay. uh, culture there. So it is parasailing. So I would say that'd be pretty cool. I personally thought the coolest part about Lima was biking one day. 
like our first trip. We got the bikes, we rented bikes and we just like biked around Lima, Mila Flores. We just biked along the beach. We went through the city. I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we just, we just kind of winged it. We yeah. Like, Let's rent some bikes. And yep. we didn't have a set plan of what we were going to do in that day. And, and, you know, remember that's when we, uh, we met that physician. Down yeah. There. That, uh, got uh, crazy physician. story. Like yeah. we went on a tangent. Like, this guy had like a crazy autoimmune disease, right? Uh-huh. Wasn't that what it was? Uh-huh. He's a, he was a physician moved down to Mila Flores and he was like doing like pirouettes on the, on P bars. Yeah. Like he, like there's like these workout places along the beach and uh, he was doing these crazy gymnastic stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, like this old man, I mean, he didn't look young. Like, he also, he, well, you you asked, you went up to him and you asked him if he was a patient cause he had his wrist, his yeah. hospital band on. And he said he was, yeah. but he was like, I'm also a doctor and he has a, this rare autoimmune disease. He's down Mila Flores and he is, I mean, what was his story? Kev? You, you kind of knew more about like, he's probably not going to get a cure. Yeah. He almost, he's, kind of stuck. So mm-hmm. he's basically saying that he can't go back to the U S because if his body attacks himself while he's on the flight, I mean, he's He dies. So he, uh, he bought a apartment down there and, uh, I think he was on vacation at when it first happened. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He says he loves it. Loves Peru. Obviously Lima, uh, Mila Flores is obviously very, it's an up and coming city, fastest growing city in South America. So there's a lot of like similar, similar amenities, if you will, to the States. So for him, it was a very easy transition. I think he had a wife and I'm mistaken too, yep. that moved down. Uh, so really cool story. Actually just meeting that random guy, a tendency to meet a lot of weird people or interesting <laughs> people and in, in our travels, not afraid of just walking up to someone and asking them what their story is. Uh, and then I think too, another thing that I really loved, uh, about Lima was, I don't, do you remember the brunch restaurant we went to? Yeah, that was a, that was amazing. Do you know the name of it by chance? I don't. Oh, okay. We'll have to put it, maybe toss it in the show notes if we can figure it out. There's a really great restaurant that doesn't help anybody listening, but but there was a really cool, uh, uh, brunch spot that we went to. There's a lot of great food places. Yeah. To piggyback off that. I mean, you know, Lima is just, it's a, it's a, it's a foodie place. Yeah. It's one of the cuisine capitals of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should probably do a blog post about like some really cool restaurants to go check out. I mean, we went to a tapas place one night. We went to obviously central, which is another great restaurant for the experience. Uh, I'm not a big foodie. Kevin loved the food there. Uh, I think, and I like food. I just, some of the food was just so unique. And then the, Museum, yeah, uh, erotica, Museum Larco, <laughs> Larco. <laughs> that was uh, very interesting. Uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, again, it's basically a lot of um, panasias. It's <laughs> uh, plural for for penis, and uh, and yeah, it's it's a sex museum basically. That's what it seemed like. Well, a lot one, of one section of it, one sec, a big section of it. Okay, we're talking <laughs> about a section. It's a very large section. is is very sexual related. Um, what else do we got? There's a, Lima's just really, I mean, I'd go to Ica, which obviously isn't in Lima, but right. I'd like to go there mm-hmm. and just, just sandboard in there or something like that. Yeah. I think I just like walk around the town get to experience. There's casinos, went gambling one night. That was a horrible mistake. No. <laughs> um, we were, what are we out in like, uh, about 10 minutes or so? Yeah. It yeah. was fast. Yep. Yeah. Food's great. People are great. Just, uh, yeah, go explore. Yeah. The one of the biggest recommendations that I have for Lima is just take your time and just mm-hmm. kind of wing, just wing it one day. Yeah. Yeah. Open it up and just kind of have fun, walk around and get to know the get drinks and ceviche and 
it was weird because like I feel like we picked up these random little cities, little pockets around Milan Flores that we stopped into, and we got ceviche at one place even, and yeah, uh, so good, and like, but they were having like this little like park festival on the weekend, and it was just we just walked around and looked at people and yeah. just watched them I mean, enjoy their day. And I've had a fair amount of ceviche, and honestly, that was the best ceviche I've ever had in my life. I had ceviche. I was at, uh, traveling for work. I had it in Vegas at a Peruvian Japanese fusion restaurant. <laughs> The guy in front of me, Josh, said he loved it. It was not that good. <laughs> I was like, you need to go to Peru, bud. Get those taste buds open. But he, he's also been to Japan and loves Japanese cuisine. So needless to say, ceviche. I've had a lot of ceviche as well. Best ceviche ever had has been in Lima. So I highly recommend getting that as much as you can. Get, the, get it to where you're sick. You're just like, I don't want to eat any more ceviche. <laughs> So hopefully that answers all your questions. I don't really have anything else. I mean, we're at 15, 16 minutes. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I've got really no, uh, don't got much else. Cool.